listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. You are listening to Windy City Slam. My name is Chris Lanuti, and welcome to all of you. For the next 30 minutes, we're going to talk everything when it comes to Chicago-style wrestling and the national scene. Some big stuff going on. Mike's favorite girl, Tessa Blanchard, no longer with Impact. Seems like an interesting story. We're going to have to talk about that. Uh, WWE, uh, they had an outbreak of COVID, and it went directly to AEW. So now Vince has not only screwed up things in his own house, but he's screwed up AEW's house. We'll talk about that. And there's lots of big stuff going on. Local, another POW Entertainment event. Lots to talk about. Mike Pankow at the other end of my nine-foot homemade oak bar. Let's get to it. It's Windy City Slam. Friend, how are you? I'm surviving. Yeah? A lot of stuff going on. Things in the are going world. good? Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's a good thing. All right. So we've got a ton of stuff that we can talk about today. There's oh, yeah, so we do. much that we could get into. And I, I here's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to the Tessa talk because I know how much you love her. Okay. And I know you try to hide that you love her, but you you love her. She's like one of your favorite wrestlers in the whole world. And th- that's big news. And then, of course, the WWE AEW COVID outbreak, that's something we'll have to get to. And there's plenty of other things to talk about. But we're going to start local because we're a Chicago wrestling show. And so tell me what's going on in the local scene there, Mike Pankow. Okay. Uh, first of all, before we get into the hyper-local stuff, uh, going back to AEW Dark, we had more Chicago flavor on that show again last week on YouTube. Uh, Robert Ego Anthony uh, from Joliet, our favorite guy, um, he faced war- former Warrior Wrestling Champion and former Impact Wrestling Champion Brian Cage, and it turned out to be a tune-up for Brian because uh, the match only lasted about 90 seconds. But Ego did his job. He made the big man look good. I mean, uh, Roberts is a professional to the 10th degree. He, he did very well there. That's why he's going to do well. Yeah. And that's why he's going to he's gonna, he's gonna survive moving up to a bigger, a bigger promotion. Because they're going to love that about him. It's not about just him, and he gets it, and that's what they care about. If he wishes to move on, yeah, I think definitely the door is now open with the AEW to do more stuff. So it was kind of cool. He's got a little family life back home. Um, he's married, just celebrated his sixth anniversary with his wife. He's got two very beautiful young kids. Uh, obviously, he's still really active on the local scene, you know, when the coronavirus isn't around. But uh, when that darn coronavirus isn't here. Yeah, no, I get that. Also, I want to mention another kind of local veteran wrestler, Melanie Cruz, who actually signed with AEW last fall. How do I know her? Yeah. Well, like that she, name jumps out at me. Yeah, she's part of um, kind of one of the bigger wrestling families in Chicago independent wrestling. Um, her um, her boyfriend slash uh, father of her child, Rough Crossing, works for a lot of the local promotions. Um, I like how you said that. You didn't go with baby daddy. No, I, like I, I kind of wanted to avoid that. <laughs> <laughs> Wanna, keep it, keep it classy, Chris. I like that. I like how you did it, how you, you did the best you could to avoid her baby daddy. <laughs> <laughs> we keep, we're, we're trying to keep it classy. Just a little bit on this end of the bar. 
Um, this is this is the low this is the low class area on this side of the bar. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Yabo the clown is also is Ruff's brother, and then uh, there uh, Yabo and Ruff's father is uh, Mr. Riccolo, who is a famous ring announcer in the Chicago area. So big family, um, very well known. Melanie also works for promotions up in Wisconsin, like uh, SSW and uh, so I believe also Great Lakes Championship Wrestling. And she, I think she's also appeared for POW, and then she used to work for Pro Wrestling Blitz as well. And Frontline Pro, based out of Wisconsin, too, she's appeared for them. So she's, she's kind of well-known in both the Chicago areas and the southeast Wisconsin areas. But, yeah, she goes by Mel now in AEW. And okay. she was part of this gimmick with Brandy Rhodes last year called the Nightmare Collective, where Brandy turned heel and everything got dark. They pulled her out of the crowd at the, the Chicago... Um, viewing of dynamite around Thanksgiving last year kind of did a shave, shave her head thing. Kind of like uh, what CM Punk did to Serena D back in the day. Like okay. the society. Right. So there was kind of overtones to that. Unfortunately, the gimmick didn't last long and um, uh, it was dropped and the storyline was dropped. And then Brandy became a baby face again overnight. So. This is perfect. I can actually bring back something we used to do when you were down here at the bar. Explain this to me. Like I'm a noob. Okay. All right. Why I get why if somebody moves from a major promotion from like WWE and they move to AEW, Vince McMahon may have the rights to their name. But why is it that we see people that are from smaller promotions who probably own that name and that character and have built it up? Why do they name change all the time? Is it pressure from the bigger company? Like, yeah, you might have done a lot with that kid, but we're gonna we're gonna prove to you that it was nothing because we're, we're gonna make a new character. Because sometimes that actually hurts the person changing their name. Why does that happen? Yeah, uh, a lot of times with WWE, for instance, uh, they want to own that name. They want to own your character. You know, whatever you do with the name that they assign you, that they give you, is the name that they want to make the money with. And so even when you leave, then they keep possession of that name. Right. But it doesn't happen with everybody because CM Punk didn't give his up. No. Okay. I mean, no, there's certain people that don't deal. give theirs up. Yeah, Samoa like, Joe. Yeah, no. there are guys who are like, nah, this is, this is what my name is. So I, it's surprising to me that anybody gives in. Because they, there are other people who don't, and they still get... I mean, my thing would be this. If I'm talented enough to be with your promotion, then then I, I should be able to tell you no. Yeah. And and, and if I'm not, if, if, if it hinges on me saying no to the name change, then I wasn't going to last very long in your promotion in the first place. I'm just going because I want to get in there. I did that in radio one time. I went to Wheeling, West Virginia, and I had, I had a radio job, and I had been number one in a different town, and I got hired there. So I was getting more money. I go out to Wheeling, West Virginia. I move all my stuff. I'm single. I bring all my stuff. I'm staying in a, in a Best Western along the Ohio River in downtown Wheeling, West Virginia. And about two weeks into it, a consultant and one of the head programmers from the, from the main place come in from Pittsburgh to Wheeling, and they tell me they want to change my name, which I always use my normal name, Chris Lanuti, to Newts. And they oh, want to have, they wanted to find me a co-host, and they were going to call her Honey. And it was going to be newts and honey in the morning. Oh, good Lord. And I looked at them and I said, well, the good news is that I haven't even signed a lease yet and I'm still in the Best Western. So I'll just pack up and go back to Chicago today. And the look of stun on their other side of the face is like, well, I mean, if you're not going to change it, then, then what are we going to do? I said, I don't know. I guess you're going to go back and look for another morning guy. And it was at that moment I knew, like, if it's that important to change my name, 
and you you that's the only way you think I'm going to be successful, okay, and you need to have control of it, then this was never the place for me in the first place. You know, and I, I, I actually respect the wrestlers to say I'm not changing. Yeah. This, I built this. This is my brand, and I'm not changing. Yeah, that's, it, that's the thing. Yeah, AJ Styles, same thing. He built his name. He built his brand. But I think WWE understood that, too. That's where the equity in his name comes in. He's He's been wrestling for 20 years. Yeah, AJ Styles is not changing his name in that case. Samoa Joe, same thing. CM Punk, I think, was also the same thing. Yeah, and, and now back to Melanie. Obviously, he was going by Mel now in AEW. I think that was probably more because they wanted her to be a, a darker character or a kick-ass kind of heel rather than she's more of a... I, she, she's more of a baby. So the face name locally. change, the name change was more to change her character. A little bit, All yeah. Right. She was always an ass kicker, even as a baby face. But yeah, and I think they wanted to add just a little bit more edge to her in AEW, and I think that's why they did that. And the great news with Mel is she actually won her first AEW victory on that show. She beat Kyle. Uh, let me see the name here, Kylan King on Dark. So congratulations to Melanie. Great work. Hope to see a lot more from you soon. Now maybe we can talk a little bit about Pow Entertainment real quick before we move on. This is like the the promotion locally that that went right away. Mm-hmm. And you know who who do we have? We had one, we had a promoter on, and I'm I'm a jerk because I'm going to forget the name. Yeah, Ryan Cross. Right, exactly, Ryan yes. Cross. Okay, and and Ryan Cross was one of those guys. Who was like he he tried to differentiate between the good promoters and the bad promoters, and he was almost insinuating like, don't you know, we don't need to open up. We we, we can we can all stay in. But Pow seems like it's a pretty good promotion. They're not what Ryan Cross is describing as one of the bad promotions. Yeah, he's right? actually worked for them too. He's worked for them, so yeah. this is a good one, and this is one that he would think was a good promotion. Okay, because I, like whenever it was interesting, like he was really hard on like there are some people that are jokers out there basically, and some yeah. that actually know what they're doing, and he almost insinuated like the jokers would be the ones that would would open back up again. But that doesn't seem to be what Pow is to me, right? Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Blaze runs POW. Uh, he's an old Windy City wrestling guy from many, many years ago. Very reputable trainer, good guy, um, fun shows. Um, and this week they're coming back with another outdoor show at the same place they had it a couple weeks ago, Alibi Pub in Wonder Lake. And this will be a 4th of July celebration. The wrestling starts at 3. They'll also have like music later on in the day. And then, you know, they'll, they'll have social distancing. They'll take the right measures to kind of make sure everybody's safe and the wrestlers are, are safe and don't interact with the fans. And real quick, uh, some of the, the matches on that show, we have POW champion Tyler Sullivan and Kaizizzle against Hardcore Impact in a tag team match. And Hardcore Impact are Chicago area veterans Paulie Tomaselli and Hardcore Craig. Both guys I've seen at least a couple of times over the years. They're really, really good wrestlers, really, really good workers, good guys as well. Uh, Powell Midwest champion, the new champ, Scott Spade, is giving Meat Hooks O'Bannon his rematch from June 20th. And then the tag team champions, Joey CC, Joey Ariola, will be taking on the plague. And then real quick, one more local thing of note, Premier Pro Wrestling up in Woodstock, they're back. They've been running the very small TV tapings. They'll be doing two this week, Friday night and Saturday night in Woodstock, 7 p.m. bell time on those. Good stuff. I'm excited. I like the fact that things are coming back. There's there there's excitement in the air when there's local when there's local wrestling. I'm I'm actually proud of the promoters that are going on and doing it. And if they're doing it the right way, more power to them. I mean, one of my advertisers on one of my other podcasts today closed his doors. So I mean, we always talk about like it's a real thing. These businesses have to survive. This was a place that was just cruising along. They they were running with me for a year. 
They had enough money to run advertising on one of my podcasts, and they were bringing in people, closed their doors as of today because they couldn't recover from COVID-19. So Very sad. I understand why these guys have to get back to work, some of them. I completely mm-hmm. get it. All right, let's get to your girl. I mean, yeah. right? Are we going to get to her or no? Yeah, the big bombshell news of the week, uh, as of a few days ago, Tessa Blanchard released from Impact Wrestling. And this is a big deal because she was actually the champion of the company, not the women's knockouts champion, the champion fighting the men. She actually had a main event match coming up at Slammiversary in a five-way match. Uh, and now there's two of those competitors that are out of the company now. Michael Elgin is also out after some of the, the speak up movement over the last week or so. Um, uh, you know, sexual harassment allegations of that nature that we really didn't get into that much recently, but it's, it's prevalent. It's another issue I'm sure we can tackle down the line. Um, yeah, unfortunately, um, those are two different situations. Yes, so there, yeah, I mean, like, here's the thing with her. I can't figure out reading what happened. And it sounds like she was supposed to do promos on her end that they were going to edit in. Yes. So it looked like she was there. Mm-hmm. And th- so she doesn't have to have contact with anybody. So you really can't say it's because of covid. And and so then what's the reasoning? Is is it because she has a falling out with impact? Is she trying to get out of her contract or is she being a prima donna spoiled brat? Because you can read it any way you want. Sure. I know impact's gonna be like prima donna spoiled brat, but you've met this you've met this wrestler, you've yes. met this report many this, times. This, you you have talked with Tessa before, so I don't know what your impression is of her if she's even capable of that, but how do you read this and what are you hearing? Well, um, to get into it a little bit, um, her contract was supposed to run out on June 30th, even though this match was already set for July. They were basically hoping to try to keep her on board till that event. They maybe have her drop the title to one of the guys that she's wrestling in that five-way main event at Slammiversary on July 18th. But, um, like you were saying, she didn't send the promos in that they requested. She's right now basically stuck in Mexico because... Her and Daga are now engaged, and she lives with him down in Mexico. Okay. And travel was restricted, so she couldn't make it to the tapings over the last couple of months, which is understandable with the whole pandemic. Right, but she could have still filmed the things yes. and sent them in. Yeah. So is it like, I'm not going back there anyway, and I don't want to drop my title? I mean, I wonder if somebody got to her like, hey, we'd like to bring you to such and such, and it's going to be like that moment. Remember in WCW, where the WWF women's title shows up and gets dropped into a garbage can? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, is that what we're going to see here or something? I mean, like, I'm wondering, because she still has the belt in her possession, right? Yeah, I believe yeah. so, yeah. You know, you never want something like this where the belt is in possession. Like, I would have been like, hey, you know, can you get your promos in next week? I wouldn't have just fired her, because now, now she's aggravated, and she's got your belt, right? <laughs> so, I mean, like, where do you see this going, and where is she going next? Well... Real quick to address, like, how much of a good person she is to me. To me, she's always been great. Very classy, you know, very good with the fans, very good with the media. Because I, I was on a um, on a teleconference call with her about a year or so ago where I did a story about her, asked her some questions. She was really, really nice. But wh- where she goes from here is very interesting. Everybody's pointing, oh, AEW, Tully Blanchard, her father, is there working. He's the manager for Sean Spears, and that women's division could definitely use a boost. But here's my thought. I think WWE is actually the favorite. Yeah, I and think here's so, too. here's why. I think so, too. And here's why. Yeah. Um, there's dream matches to be had there with Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. And the Becky, obviously, not going to happen for a while since she's pregnant. But, but yeah, with you, Becky gone. You've got time. With, with Becky gone, there's somebody who slides into a role. Yes. There. Yeah. And she's, she's, she can just slide right into a Becky Lynch or a Charlotte Flair role. 
I mean, Charlotte is a little bit banged up right now, too. I believe she's taking a little bit of time off as well. So, yeah, Raw's women's division, other than Asuka, kind of needs a little more of an infusion. So maybe she goes to Raw and becomes one of the top two or three women there and then builds up all these great feuds. But also on Facebook, I'm, I'm Facebook friends with Tessa's mom, Courtney. And look was, at you working all the angles, Mike. <laughs> look at you. All right. And on her Smooth. page, yeah. um, someone put a post up, you know, I guess Tessa was saying hello to Becky Lynch on Twitter. And there was this picture of them dressed up together. They might have been like part of the Rosebuds or something back in NXT years ago. The old Adam Rose gimmick where right. they had a bunch of masquerade parties. She was a Rosebud? I believe so from this. Unless it was a Halloween picture or okay, something. Okay, okay. But it kind of maybe could have been a Rosebud thing as well. Yeah, they're together. And then uh, Becky, Becky tweets at Tessa, says, hey there. And then, um, you know, the, and Tessa answers back. And then there was like a someday in there too. Like they were going to. Wrestle. They want to wrestle together someday. All right, right. And on that same thread, both Courtney and Magnum TA, who is her stepdad, Courtney's husband, says that just be patient. So okay, so you're was, you're reading you're reading the between the lines. You're saying yeah. this is going to happen. You're thinking that there's a possibility that she was already planning on coming to WWE, and then Becky gets pregnant, mm-hmm. and there's like one of these things where it's like we were gonna do this, and now we can't. It could have been something along those lines. So mm-hmm. here's here's Mike playing detective, and he believes it's WWE <laughs> instead of AEW for Tessa Blanchard, and I'm I'm excited to see what happens because it's not like she's gonna just live in Mexico and never wrestle again. Yeah, it's just, something's happening. Yeah, and she decided she didn't want to drop the title, and that could be a total Vince move where he's like. Well, why, why would you go down there and let him, let him make you look bad? Like, you're the, you're the champion. I mean, if your contract runs out, your contract runs out. Yep. You know, I mean, why, why would you make it look bad? I mean, I'm sure that was like put right into her ear. And she was like, yeah, yeah, it makes perfect sense. That sounds like a Vince move. Of course, uh, Vince was all scared when Bret Hart had right. the title right. and was going to WCW. Right. So that's why, hence the Montreal screw job. But, <laughs> and, and the whole CM Punk thing. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Because everybody expected it to be like, well, there was no way. And and, and he did sign Punk in, in, in secret. Yeah. But they went with that whole storyline. So mm-hmm. this is a Vince thing. Okay. I mean, like this is, he knows how, how upsetting it would be if his title showed up someplace else. And if he's got a bone to pick with impact and he's like, you know what? I'm going to show him. I'm still the boss around here. That, that he could have been in her ear and that, who knows what's going to happen here, but that there's something now to watch. And I, these are the things that I find to be sometimes the most interesting thing in, in wrestling is some of this behind the scenes stuff that comes up to light. And you kind of see like the interaction with the different companies and how they really kind of go at each other. And it should be very, very fun to watch. Yeah. Real quick before we move on, I think um, impact really shot Tessa to the moon and uh, I don't know. I don't want to say it's unprofessional. It might be on her part for some of the stuff, but I I thought Impact really kind of gave her a chance to shine. And Impact has been doing a lot of nice things the last couple of years. They've done some of their best booking in a long time under their current regime. And it's unfortunate how some of this is unraveling with her leaving and and some of the other stuff that's come up with, with, with Elgin and with a couple of other performers on their roster as well. But, yeah, I mean, I'm very excited to see where Tessa goes from here. Um, even if it is AEW, I think it's going to be a big deal. But I think WWE is the better fit. All right, so now we're talking AEW and WWE, and they yes. had a COVID outbreak. Oh, yeah. And and and, and I try to kind of see how this happened. It looks like it starts with some guy in the Performance Center, which really, I mean, like that really shows they were doing a bad job of keeping people separated. Because if you're a guy who's training 
you should have no contact with the on-air talent because they are so much more valuable than you who may never even make it to NXT, let alone onto the other uh, onto the other rosters. And you're just some guy who's just learning. That there needs to be some separation there. I mean, Major League Baseball's doing that. People in their workplaces are doing that. But if this thing started with a guy in that center and worked its way into the main roster, and then the amazing thing is it gets to Renee Young, who then you know gets John Moxley sick, and so now AEW it goes into them as well. I mean, first of all, if you're AEW, you're ticked off at WWE because if you were doing things to prevent those kind of things from happening. And then it happened, it comes, you get cross-pollinated because they weren't doing the same thing over at WWE. And I don't know what they, I don't know what it was. Maybe they did everything right. But we saw the filming of the Undertaker, AJ Styles thing in that documentary we talked about it last week, where it was clearly, no, they weren't afraid of any, in any way whatsoever of COVID-19 when they were filming that, even though the world was locked down. They were all on top of each other. Nobody's wearing a mask, anything like that. It's just for show when it's on TV. It was obvious because when it was in the documentary, you didn't see anything like that. And now you see a guy who's training in the performance center somehow gets to infect your main roster. That that shows that there was some irresponsibility. In my opinion, I, I unless they can say unless they can show that that isn't the case and it's a fluke, I feel like there was something irresponsible being done over there. Yeah, um, they were saying um, with the testing. A lot of times coming to the tapings, it was more of just a temperature check, right. not an actual test. And that's not that's not what yeah. they should be doing. Yeah, it's a little um They're WWE. They're paying Brock Lesnar what, like ten million dollars? To sit at home probably yeah. right get now. Get some get some yeah. test. Yeah. Okay. Pay for the test, Vince. Yeah. You know, everybody that walks in there should be a swab. You get the results and I mean it's not like and it's not like you gotta wait forever on the results. You get the results like right away. You can do an antibody test, it takes ten minutes for results with that pinprick thing. So you've got you've got these tests that you get the results very quickly. And you could find out very quickly right there on site when people come walking in the door and you're going with temperature check. That's brutal. That, the fact that you that's what you were doing when these people are like in close proximity, they're wrestling with each other. They're not sitting at a desk and the other guys at the office next to them. They're not preparing food in a restaurant and everybody's wearing a mask. They're unmasked, sweating on each other, spitting on each other. When she's standing there, Renee Young taking an interview, there's somebody speaking directly into her face. Of course she's going to get it if one of the wrestlers have it. And you, all you went with was temperature checks? That's that's pretty lame for a guy that's got a dinosaur skull in his office that could afford a few tests. Yeah, and it's a publicly traded company too, so right. obviously he's going to have to answer for it. He's got to answer for shareholders that, and he's going to have to answer for why all of a sudden is he, he's got to shut down production almost. Because yeah. I don't know, I mean, what... What are they able to do? If you have that many COVID positives, can they really continue to do what they were doing? Oh, they're going to try. I mean, they had to delay tapings last week, but they're, they got to schedule out where they're going to do more tapings. So obviously whoever's sick, they're going to usher them into quarantine, I guess. And then uh, they're going to go from there. You got to wait 14 days to make sure people are clear yeah. on this thing. Yeah. How's he, how's he doing that and still putting up shows? Yeah, That's I, mean, I don't understand how he's doing crazy. this. Yeah. To, to, me, to me, like as much as the show must go on, which is his mantra... He, he he screwed up, and, and the show maybe shouldn't go on for a week while he gets his ducks in a row. Kind of makes you think, well, GPA said a little over a week ago on Twitter, kind of rings true. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. And that. But, I mean, on the other hand, like I, with GPA, he was talking about the idea of, like, he didn't want any of the local promotions. And there, the, yeah. the, I told you that. What, what Ring Hollow was, just use your shoot job. Well, not everybody's got one of those. Right. And a lot of people got laid off. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if you know, you can't, this is the one thing where you can't sit around and say, I'm mad at somebody for trying to make a living so they don't starve and lose their home. You can't, you can't be mad at people for that. 
But in WWE, ain't nobody on that roster getting ready to lose their home. And Vince McMahon is sitting pretty. Yeah. And he could have made better decisions. That's a very right. different situation. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But with you know, they're being safe and stuff like that and being smart. I think that was part of GPA's point as well. Right, right, right. No, yeah. I get what you're saying there. Yeah. But I, th- there was no safe and no smart yeah. in WWE. Not, Absolutely not, not very smart. No, yeah. not at all. And there's supposedly reports, one report said there's over 30 talents slash employees that have tested positive. And four people have come out, notable personalities have come out and said they're positive. Renee Young, as we mentioned, Kayla Braxton, who's another interviewer, Adam Peter, Scrap Iron, who's a backstage agent and producer, as well as veteran wrestler and now producer Jamie Noble. So these are actually some pretty big names within right. the company. And those are the people that yeah. are coming out because they're not going to have like the big stars that are wrestlers come out. Because the yeah. moment one of them comes out, you're going to go back and look at every match they had and say, holy cow, and then look at who they infected. Within the last few weeks. Within yes. the last few weeks. And that's the thing. Like there's that That is how... That's why I'm sure Vince is like, you can't come out and can't tell people who it is. I yeah. mean, like, don't yeah, forget about your hippo exactly laws. Don't forget about doing. your hippo laws. Yeah. Like, don't, you know, and it's that, it's because he's trying for self-preservation. Look, yes. when they had when Rey Mysterio's son Dominic jumped in the ring, okay, and attacked Seth Rollins mm-hmm. the other day, okay, or last week, whatever it was. Yeah. There was a moment where I actually goes, Oh, that girl did not expect that. One of the performance girls that was inside one of the plastic things right where she's supposed to be separated from people he jumps into that crowd and runs through and as he runs across the front of her that is not acting she's like why is this guy in my face i was told i'd be safe here yeah. that's what i got off the look on her face oh, yeah. like some guy who's unmasked just ran into me and i thought i was in a safe spot i was told just stand here and cheer she looked mortified whoever that performance person was that was standing there Okay, because and and that right there, that's a microcosm of obviously what's going on over at WWE with the show must go on. That's a real issue over there. I mean, like, look, I get it. You're a business. You got to survive. You want to put something on. I understand. I'm all for the MLB season. I'm excited about the fact that it's coming back. I got my own business. Like I said, I talked to somebody who lost a business, but Vince McMahon, something over there at WWE, they're not taking that as seriously and they're finally paying the price for it. Yeah. And this not only has an effect on WWE, it also has an effect on AEW. And AEW has already had a few guys stay home because of contact. QT Marshall is a guy who's actually stayed home because of uh, what's been going on. There's been guys restricted traveling because of the pandemic that you haven't seen on TV for a few weeks. And then, obviously, there's a story of John Moxley, who we have found out uh, there has not been a report that he has tested positive. I have not seen that or heard that. But his that. wife is positive. But his wife is tested positive. I, I, we laugh so that's in a this, huge concern. Right. We laugh in this house, and I say, well, you know, like the other day, like one of the kids wanted to sip something that I was drinking, or like I was having like some juices. Like, what is that that you made? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And I gave him like a little sip. And uh, the uh, my wife goes, well, whoa, 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 we're drinking off each other's glasses now? And I was like, if one of us gets COVID, we're all getting it. We live here with each other. You know? So, I mean, like Renee Young... I'd be shocked if he doesn't have it. I'd be shocked. They sleep next to each other in the same bed. Okay? They're two young people who are married to each other. There's been contact. You know? I mean, that's what's crazy about that to me. The idea. He clearly would probably have it. And then you'd have to go back and say, okay, well, now who has he had contact with an AEW? So there's a lot of tracing going on right now. And these two companies probably almost have to call each other up and be like, Who's got it? Who's this? When did it happen? They need answers from the other one. This is going to be very tense between both companies. Because you have another situation where you have one like person 
in AEW and another person in WWE, and that's Sean Spears and Peyton Royce, who have a relationship. Right. Spears in AEW and, and Royce with the Iconics in WWE. Yeah, they're probably... So, yeah, there's some definitely cross-pollination going on. Say, yeah, the cross-pollination, that's, that's a word for it, for sure. All right, so we got to wrap up here. So there are some things you wanted to make sure you got to, so I'm going to let you do it. Yeah, um, so basically, um, here's the teaser. Um, I had an interview this past week with John Robaleski of John G's Beat. Now, there, he's got a YouTube uh, channel called John G's Beat. It's J-O-H-N-G-Y-S Beat. And we had an interview for about 25 minutes. John and I talked a little bit about the website and the podcast and what pushed me to create Windy City Slam. I get into a little bit of how I got into wrestling and some of my favorite wrestlers and, and stuff like that. So it's a, it's a fun interview. We, we also talk a little bit about the podcast. So check it out on YouTube. Uh, I'll be posting links on my Windy City Slam social media about it as well. So I'm very, very excited about this interview. And I'm hoping to maybe do another interview with another personality at some point very soon. I've been in contact with that person. So maybe some, I might be at a different uh youtube channel as well so we're trying to get the word out there spread the word about chicago wrestling spread the word about just the national scene as well and windy city slam and definitely lots of windy city slam (laughs) all right so we're looking forward to tessa blanchard you're saying she's probably going to wwe i want to see how that's going to work and we're going to wait and see how many more people are infected and in WWE and AEW, Tessa might be the only wrestler that could come in. <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding. Tessa's going right to the top because there's not going to be very many of them that can actually wrestle. And then we're going to have, and then we're going to have, uh, the, we got the local stuff that's going on. We, 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 we just tore it apart today. Yeah. Yeah. And a big concern for me this week as well. John Moxley uh, is supposed to be part of the two night fighter fest for AEW. So will he be able to defend the title? Nope. I don't. Not a chance. So, but it's not happening. Yeah. Nope. He was held out of last week's taping. So I yeah, yeah. Not, a, not a chance. Not happening. So uh, I'd be very nervous over Tony Khan right now. Yeah. Well, I think everybody's nervous at this point in the yeah. wrestling in the wrestling Vince, world. Tony. Yeah, that's, everybody. That's yeah. going to set everybody back just a little bit. My friend, we will talk next week. But instead of on a Monday, it will be on a Tuesday because uh, you've got uh, you've got a thing going on, and I'm going to be I'm going to be broadcasting from the uh, Lake Cottage. Next week. The entire broadcast basement is moving to a different bar (laughs) in a different state. And you'll get a very relaxed Chris. I'll probably already be drinking by noon on Tuesday when the next Windy City Slam occurs. For Mike Pankow, my name is Chris Lanuti. This is Windy City Slam, found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at WindyCitySlam.com. Bye-bye, everybody. Baby